Okay, so it's recording now, so we can just get started. We really don't even have a plan for today. No, no plan whatsoever. No plan. Well, all right. So we're back in my closet again. Yes. And I'm not as sinus infection-y as I was, but I still sound like... You're a little nasally, but not bad. So nasally. So. And uh, this time you're also not drinking wine. Yeah, I have coffee in my water because yeah. I'm trying... It's 10.30 in the morning. And we're broadcasting from Rachel with an E's Mm -hmm. closet, and this is the fourth episode of Moody Broads. Happy fourth anniversary, listeners. (laughs) Um, We had a plan for today, and it went awry. Sorry. (laughs) It did definitely go awry. So we were going to interview a friend of ours, um, because she's fantastic, and her and her husband are high school sweethearts, and she's a nurse, mm-hmm. and so she's seen some shit. Yeah. And also... Because of the nursing, not the marriage. But yeah. I mean, maybe the marriage, too. Marriage I don't is, know. Marriage <clears throat> is tough. It is very tough. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Yep, she's sick. It happens. I mean, she works around sick people. Surprised she's not sick more often. She probably washes her hands a lot more often than the rest of us. Touche. I know. Very true. I wash my hands all the time now because babies. And it's not because I want to get sick. It's probably because there's just stuff on them. And I'm just like, I shouldn't shouldn't touch anything with these hands until... But anyways, yeah. That's me with the chickens. Constantly washing hands. <laughs> Constantly. Chickens. I mean, considering that I've had them for over two... Wait, no. Almost two years now. I really haven't had any, like, chicken-born illnesses. That's pretty good. I guess I wash my hands plenty. Yeah. Um, so you had talked Zach and I into getting chickens, and then I got pregnant, and Zach was like, we're still going to get chickens. And I was <laughs> like, there is no way Yeah. I'm going to walk outside and feed these motherfuckers. I'm not going to water them. There's going to be snakes out there because we live out in the middle of nowhere. And you do. I know. And so Zach... And, like, Matt and Zach were just like, yeah, let's let's build a chicken coop. Let's build a chicken coop. And actually, so I My had... husband will do anything to get away from us on the weekends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I came, I came back from Vegas. I went to Vegas when I was pregnant to visit my best friend for her, um, for our birthdays and her bachelorette party. Oh, my God. I'm so naive when it comes to people. Like, I just, I just assume that people, um... I, like, nobody has an ulterior motive. And that's part of the one of the reasons that I like listening to My Favorite Murder is because I know that people have ulterior motives. I watch a lot of true crime They stuff. will kill you. Yes. All so, of them. anyways, we're sitting on the bus. It's my very first time ha- taking public transportation. We're sitting on the bus, and this guy's like, hey, y'all want to go to a party? And I'm like, I'm pregnant with twins. I don't want to fucking go anywhere. And then my best friend Jessica looks at me and, like, just eyeballs me. Like, why did you open your mouth and talk to this guy? Because they just completely <laughs> ignored him. Jessica and her sister. And all of a sudden, we got into this huge conversation about babies and the U.S. Treasury and the president and partying in a pool. Those are very unrelated topics. Oh, my God. It was so... And then he's like, well, I got to get off now. And I'm just like... I kept, like, trying to stop the conversation. I would say things that that I thought would stop the conversation, and he would just start talking more. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And after he got off the bus, Jessica's like, "Rachel Ann, do not ever engage with strangers ever again." Don't <laughs> <She's>... do it. <laughs> so, anyways, I forgot what we were talking about. So I, I, just, <laughs> I always have anecdotes for everything. Like I just have just ex- experienced a lot of. Things. You've lived a lot of. Life. I have lived That's a lot. Good. Of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't talk to strangers. Yeah, don't. Don't, don't do that. I. 
I, I kind of got into a situation like that yesterday at Lowe's. I had to go get a new cartridge for our shower um, faucet, turny, spout. I don't even, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, my house is like 30 years old, and apparently the cartridge is not like the common kind that they use now. They didn't have it. But I was there for an hour with the plumbing guys just trying to help me solve my problems, and they just wanted to talk. <laughs> and they were so nice, and I was like, any other day, I'd be down for this. Like, if I had the kids with me and we were just out running errands, you can talk to me about plumbing cartridges. Uh-huh. But I was like, my husband's at home for, like, the first time in a week. Yeah. I kind of want to spend time with him. You know what that's like, right, Mr. Plumber? Yeah. And so he also – but I was very flattered because I walked in there looking like hot garbage. And he like, still wanted to talk to you. He was like, oh, it's that girl who does everything herself who's easy on the eyes. And I just, like, it took me a minute to realize that he was complimenting me. And I, like, looked down. He legitimately down. said that to you? Yeah. That is a great compliment. I liked the doing everything herself part because I have been attempting <laughs> to do home renovations by myself. It has not gone that well. You know what? I happen to know a thing or two about that kind of stuff, kind of. Do you know how to uh, install a faucet in the bathroom? Um, actually, I bet you could probably figure it out. We did that when we yeah, lived in Guam. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, not that I could do it, but Matt says it's not that hard. YouTube. That's true. YouTube is helping, uh, women everywhere who were not taught generally by their families to do these things. I was taught. My there mom and go. I actually had a really big conversation about this yesterday. So <clears throat> I've always, sorry guys, I've always been like a super independent, like I can do it myself kind of person. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking today about that because Zach and I bought this, the whiteboard that you saw. And we've been talking about hanging it up and he's like, I'll get to it. But he's just been really busy and we've been really busy. Everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. I'm oh. just looking at levels. Um, we've been really busy. And so yesterday I was kind of on like a, a, a kick. So I hung, the, um, I hung the whiteboard, which involved drilling through the wall and then putting the anchors in, which... I mean, <laughs> yeah. anchors. And so then I was like, I can do that. I can install this little, like, mop holder thingy in the in the, the thing, in the laundry room. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Thing. The thing. And um, I did that myself, too. My mom did have to help me. She, well, she told me that it is okay to drill through a stud. Like, that's generally where you want to drill things into. Um, but anyways, uh, so I've always, always just kind of been super independent in that retrospect. And um, I dated this guy once, and I... Uh, I lived in this really old house and my door handle was loose, right? And my boyfriend at the time would come over and he's like, I can fix it for you. I was like, I don't need you to fix it. All it needs is a, is a bolt tightened. I don't need your And, help. um, so I fixed it. And then the next time he came over, he was like, oh, you fixed it. And I was like, yeah, I told you I was going to. Yeah. And then, um, I had like a board that was loose and the nails, all, all it needed was just the nails to be hammered back in or maybe some new nails put in. He's like, oh, I'll do that for you the next time I come over. I'm like, I don't need you to do it. Like, I can do it myself. And uh, so the next time he came over, he was like, oh, you fixed it. And we got in this huge fight. Yeah. Huge fight. Because he told me that I was emasculating him. So oh I'm kind of you like. You hear eye rolls right I now. know. I know. So we got in this huge fight. And he was telling me how much I emasculated him and embarrassed him. Because I'm a very independent, like, mm-hmm. I do whatever I want mm-hmm. kind of person. Same. And so, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of, I used to be really passive aggressive, too. And so, I bought him a jar of pickles. And I wrapped it up. I put it in a bag. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote this card, like, here, so you can feel needed. And he's like, 
what is this for? And I was like, was it's the end. No, it wasn't. He thought it was sweet. It was like a backhanded. Aww. He was like, oh, thanks, babe. Um, yeah, he didn't realize that I was just like, I am over you and your bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can backhanded compliment. It was super like, I just wanted him to realize like, I don't need you. And like he offered, I was working in a bar and he offered to like take care of me. And I was like, no, 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 I do not want to be under your thumb. I can make my own money. I have my own car. It's a POS, but I had my own yeah, car. Yeah, if it drives, it's fine. Yeah, basically. And so, anyways, the end of that relationship, he actually uh, got super drunk one night, and he grabbed my arm too hard. And um, Yeah, well, that wasn't, so I was really, I was really pissed off, obviously. And, um, I'm, this guy saw the whole thing go down. Like, this guy over, like, made eye contact with him, and I'm like, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, I'm gonna collect my shit, just, you know, like, don't ever touch me like that ever again. So, I came back out, and the guy that I had made eye contact was neck and like they were they were arguing because that guy had saw the whole thing go down and so I went to break it up and um, my best friend Stephanie had had shown up by then and he um I got in the middle of them and I was like hey man like this is not what needs to be happening right now and anyways long story short he shoved me out of the way and I fell into a table Just, like, I just kind of lost my... He pushed me, and I lost my balance, like... Oh, but um, still he shouldn't have been pushing you. No, he shouldn't have yeah. been. Um, I'm, and then um, he went to hit this guy, and he clocked my best friend, Stephanie, in the face. Yeah. So that was the end of oh that God. relationship. Talk yeah. about... He had small man syndrome. Once again, those short guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and that's why I married a very tall man. Not not all Solved short guys all are like problems. that. But, yeah. So, anyways. Oh super gosh. independent. And that's how I knew that Zach was the... Was the um, gonna... Zach and I were going to work. Well, I mean, I guess I didn't know it at that time, but I said, I bought a bookshelf and he goes, you want me to put it together? I was like, no, I can do it myself. Two hours later, I call him and I'm like, Hey, these pieces won't fit together. So he's like, all right, I'll be, I'll be right over. And he had to literally undo everything that I did because I did not put any of those pieces together correctly. (laughs) (laughs) So he didn't, he didn't say anything like I told you so, or, Hey, you should have called me sooner. He just undid it and then put it back together for me. And it is still in use eight years later. Oh yes. I know. Super sweet. It's the best. That moment when you realize that somebody is, um, going to work for you. That's kind of like an interesting topic. I'm trying to think of like the moment I knew that Matt, I get bored of people easily, and I did not get bored of Matt. Right? Get bored. Yeah, get bored of him. Yeah, that was part of it for me. Um, yeah, I don't know if there was a moment. I mean, I, like, when you met Zach, was it, like, were you, like, right at, right when you met him, you were like, I like him? Uh, so it's kind of a funny story because um, I can talk to anybody. I can yeah. make conversation with a brick wall, and this brick wall is going to tell me its life story. When I first met Zach, he came into the bar, and I was like, wow, that guy's really cute, and he ordered a beer, and I was like... I like that beer too. Look how tall he is. Uh, that's that's all I could say. Like I was just trying to like inject myself like into the conversation, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Yeah, that's a that's one of my favorite beers," and it was so awkward. Like I was just like walking away. And I'm like, "Why did I say that?" <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> then we tried to hang out a few times, and it didn't work because that's that's a whole nother thing. But anyways, after we started um, hanging out. Uh, I didn't have any complaints about him. Like, I, I literally complained about everybody that I have, I've ever dated. Right. Um, just because, you know, uh, 
there's if it bothers you now, it's gonna bother you. Like you're not gonna get over it. You're That's true. It's gonna fester into something and it didn't there wasn't anything that I was like, Oh my god, this guy drives me nuts. Like still I don't have any complaints. Oh. Yeah. I know, it's super disgusting. That's, like Yeah, that's super gross and cute. And I know. Normal. But also, I'm very, like, I'm just Matt kinda... and I drive each other absolutely bonkers, so I can't relate to that. But it works for us. Some, sometimes we drive each other bonkers. We were yeah. pretty crabby with each other last week. Because your babies haven't stopped crying. I know. The, that first couple of, like, the first year of raising a baby with somebody, or in your case, babies, yeah. which is, like, a, a world I can't even understand, um, <laughs> is... So, because when I first saw Matt, it was, like, boom, like, lightning bolts. Really? Yeah. First time I saw him. And I was with somebody else at the time. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this. This yeah. is juicy. And I'm not going to get into details on the podcast because it's very salacious. Is that the right word? It's, very, it's scandalous. It's salacious. It's not It's not a time I'm very proud of. However. It does happen. It does happen. And, um... What was I going to say? But when I met him, it was like instant. And then when he just told me even a little bit about himself, I was like, okay. It was like, now it's so funny to look at it now because I know his flaws and Mm -hmm. I've been with him for eight years now. And it's like, but like back then I thought he could do no wrong, but he did not like me at first. What? Yeah. And I think this is so, this is where my brain is messed up. I think part of what was appealing about him was that. Um. You know, he kind of like gave me the cold shoulder and it made me work for it. And here we are. So I can't remember the, I can remember the exact moment I was like fireworks, but I can't remember the exact moment when I realized, I mean, we didn't have a choice. We had a baby together. Yeah. So, I mean, and that first year was so hard, but, um, I would say probably three years into our marriage, which is insane. Three years in, we went through some really difficult things as a couple and, when we were on the other side of them, that's when I knew. Really? Yeah. We're like, we are going to be okay. Because if we can get through this shit together. Right. Yes. And so now I view him as, like, my partner more than anything. And um, that was something I was thinking about on the way over here. It's like, I think a lot of married people view their spouse as, like, their property. Uh-uh. And I know no. you don't. Like, that's why you and I get along so well. We have such some, but, like, I, he is, he is, like, absolutely, he does not belong to me. In the sense that, like, I, yeah, yeah, he's he's if he wanted to leave, he could leave. I wouldn't make it difficult for him. Yeah, and vice versa. We both have that same. Like, we're both kind of like we're not we're here with each other because we want to be, not because we have to be. And um, I don't know. It's just I think that's a problem that a lot of people have in marriage, and I think that's why there's so much jealousy and so much insecurity and trust issues in marriages because people are like. I don't want other people to look at you, to talk to you. If you leave me, it's like you're taking away something that belongs to me. And I don't view it that way. You know, I think that's part. So I have a really hard time. I shouldn't say have a hard time. I I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't like referring to Zach as my husband all the time. Like, if I'm introducing, hey, this is my husband. This is the guy that I married. Yeah. Um, because he's his own person. And mm-hmm. just like, I mean, I like... He's like, this is my wife, this is Rachel, and then I'm just known as Rachel yes. because I'm my own person. Like, yes. I'm not um, – we're two whole people together in a partnership. And I don't know, maybe – I dated a lot. <laughs> like, I did not date a lot oh before. Oh, my I God. I dated a lot. But that just solidified that you knew you liked Well, him. that's exactly it. So, funny, funny story. So, anyway, Zach and I had tried to hang out a few times, and I worked with this girl, 
and she liked Zach's friend. And so anytime she'd be like, hey, let's all hang out, the four of us, his friend would be like, I'm sorry, Zach's busy. Zach doesn't want to do this. Zach doesn't want to do that. So I'm like, why doesn't he want to hang out with me? Like, what is going on with me? So fast forward and just coincidence, this girl happens to get invited to our little brunch that we're having, all Mm -hmm. my coworkers that Mm -hmm. weren't working that day. And um, nobody, nobody wanted her there. Like, we didn't want her there. Oh, dude, no. She was super annoying. Never mind. Um, Fuck Yeah. Well, (laughs) she was one of the girls that talked like this all the time and didn't really have anything of substance to say ever. Um, Yeah. So anyways, we're all out at the beach, and I'm just downing my mimosas because, A, I don't have to drive, and, B, I'm just like, the drunker I get, the more I don't have to listen to her talk. Um, and, and I think that's called alcoholism. Well, the <laughs> so I do this thing, and I didn't even realize that I do it, but I just, like, if I'm not, if I don't want to be engaged in a conversation with you, I just up and leave. And, yeah. like, I didn't know that I do this until my coworkers pointed it out. They're like, dude, you're the, you're the master. You just, like, if you're done, you don't want to listen anymore, you just walk away. And I'm right. like, really? I do that? <laughs> so, anyways, um, we're out at the beach, and we're drinking, and then we're drinking Bushwhackers with extra shots of 151, and she's like, hey, Zach and his friend, or, you know, Harvey and his friend, or Harvey and Zach are here. And I was like, What? So I prance over there in my little black bikini, prancing. and I'm like, "Oh my god, so much prancing!" I'm of in like my a little horse with fluffy feet. Well, my little, um, you know, my little bikini and my drink, and I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" And you look was, tall. I bet you so, won't grab my it arm. It was so too hard. awkward. And so I was like, "You guys should come hang out with us." And um, Harvey was like, "No, we're good." Nah, fam. <laughs> she just pranced over here like a good. horse. And so yeah, I was Clydesdale. like, I mean, I knew all the bartenders out at the beach because I'd worked out there. So I went and I was like, all right, another Bushwagger, another shot, extra shot of 151. And I'm over there and I'm just like look, staring at Zach. And I just remember staring so awkwardly and everyone's like, go talk to him. Stop being fucking weird. No, if you stare at someone long enough, they will fall in love with you. It's it, science. It, it is science. And so <laughs> I'm just like, for me ever. he looks like such a nice person. He looks like such a good person. I don't think, cause like I said, I was, I dated a lot and I wasn't really, I don't want to say I wasn't at a good point. I was at a very like man hating. I can do everything myself. I don't need you. I you type anyways, it didn't really make sense. Like it didn't make sense. So, anyways, the drunker I got, the more I was staring. And so then we ended up over at the bar that I used to work at. And I told the bartender, who was a friend of mine, I was like, hey, put all their drinks on my tab. And then he was like, I am not, I am not putting their drinks on your tab. But so Zach came over and I put a stool down. And I was like, you're going to sit right here. And he was like, okay. So I don't even remember what we talked about other than the fact that he was from Texas. And I was like, so you're a bad driver. Which. Wait, wh- What? Yeah, no. Really? Yeah, girl. That's a Texas stereotype? I had no idea. Oh, my God. It's such a Texas. no idea. It's a real stereotype. Like, oh, my God. The drivers here are so terrible. They drive very fast. That's something that took me a while to get used to. They do. I'm like 75 on a back road. Let's do this. They're they're not very considerate drivers at all. They're busy. I have seen some stuff. But anyways, (laughs) um, so we're sitting there and... You know, obviously I'm still drinking. I'm not having to drive. So I told Zach, I was like, when are you going to ask me for my phone number? And he said, what's your phone number? And so 
my friend Ellen was like, Rachel, we got to go. I have homework to do. And I was like, fine. So Zach texted me and he was like, hey, it's Zach. I texted him back and I said, when are you going to ask me out on a date? I'm free on Thursday. He was like, what are you doing on Thursday? Oh, the horns there. Yeah, basically. And it's funny. So like our first date, we went and saw Nomeo and Juliet. And he tried to pump my gas for me. and buy, Well, he did pump my gas. He tried to buy my gas. And I was like, I don't need you to buy my gas. I can buy my own gas. <laughs> and so I have And now this, it's like, yeah, pump the gas. Yeah. But like back then, no. So I have this thing about, um, well, I don't, I don't necessarily have it anymore, I think, because I'm married and I don't have to worry about it. But fart noises. Like. They bother you? Oh, uh, they used to. I don't so, like them either. So Zach and I were on our first date and he's talking and he's talking and he's talking and he's talking super fast. And then he goes. And I'm like, fucking date's over. Yeah. I am done. I'm sorry, but you need to get out of the car. He's yeah. Like, this is my car. He get was, out. He was just talking, car. and you know, you know how he gets when he's excited and he's talking. Yes. And I he do. talks very fast. It's very. I um, love it. It's, oh, it's God, his own language. What's the word? It's unexpected. It is very yes. unexpected. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I would, like couldn't move past this fart noise. I was just like, Oh my god! But he wasn't like it was just some sort of you know it wasn't as it wasn't as a God I hate even saying the word fart I like to I don't either I, I like don't to. like it I don't like that either I, I mean just, like, I don't, don't talk about it <laughs> but anyways, so let's just never talk about all it. all right well so that's a vital point of the of our first date and so we go and then we go to the movies and he's trying to pay for the movies and I was like hey you paid for dinner you pumped my gas like let me pay for the movies and the little girl I used to babysit we had this thing where we would say your face is this or your face is that like I'd be like hey hand me the box of crayons she'd say your face is a box of crayons me and my sister still do that okay well <laughs> so anyways mine is Zach's first date we hadn't really hung out all we'd been doing was playing scrap like word feud like words with friends <laughs> and um we're going, and I was like, let me pay for the movies. Like, you paid for dinner, you pumped my gas, you tried to pay for my gas. And he goes, no, it's fine, I got it. And I said, well, what if it won't take your card because it's an odd zip code? And he just turns around and he goes, your face is an odd zip code. Boom. And that's borderline when I knew. And I was like, well, you just salvaged the date, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, we're back We're back on level ground here. So we can go up again. And here we are in our... House of, is it matrimony? Is it, like, when you're, is that when you're married? Is it matrimony? Yeah, matrimony. Yeah, so it's our house that we own together because we're married. Married. (laughs) Anyways, sorry. marriage is, like, a very good topic to talk about because I feel like, man, like, I just, I'm learning as, because this is, you were talking about, like, things that we believed when we were younger. Mm Mm-hmm. And on that topic, um, I think we all grew up with, like, a very um, concrete, idea in our head of what marriage is supposed to look like and it's normally what our parents have right and um I mean my parents had a really good marriage until about my college years and yeah then they're divorced now but um I, I uh I like talking about marriage because I'm realizing how different everyone's oh are. yeah definitely what works for one person doesn't work for the other yeah. and I just think that it's kind of a shame that most people um think that there's only one way to mm-hmm. do it. And I have a real problem with that. And I see that a lot in the, uh, like, because obviously, like, we're both married to people in the military. So, like, it is, it is a community, it's, it's a different culture. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, because people move a lot. We all kind of, like, band together because we're 
forced to spend a lot of time with each other and I like, all that. I'm not forced to spend time with you. I like That's spending true. Time with I like you. spending time with you, and I am digging your rocket mug. I Thank you. To. It's actually Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Zach's. yeah, yeah. That that's Rocket. Yep. yep. It's all of them. Okay, now it's, I see. it's all I of see. them. I just that's I where my handle is. I like Rocket. Thank you. Me too. But yeah, I mean, I just like as I get older and the longer I've been married, the more I'm like trying to soak up as many like interesting stories from people about their marriages. I love hearing about other people's relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they're bad and they don't realize they're right. Bad. Like if you're in an abusive relationship, I'm probably <clears throat> going to. Yeah. Tell you. Yeah. I will hands down let you know that I think that, you know, and, but the thing about that is, um, you don't really know it. And I, well, I don't think that you, because there's so many apologies and stuff like that. I've never allowed myself to be, um, but then again, like once again, super strong, independent, Mm -hmm. hard headed, strong person. Like I literally, if you even try to control me a goddamn ounce I will make your life miserable. And so, um, that just, I mean, I don't know. I know, I know someone who's in a, a verbally abusive marriage and, um, I mean, it's just really, it's just, it's just a really nasty, it has been. And, um, and it's sad. Yeah, know? it is sad. But they don't see that and they continue, but you can only talk to someone so much. It's so. true. You can't convince somebody mm-hmm. that they're... You can only be there when it's when it's time to pick exactly. up the pieces. And that's the biggest thing is, like, being um, supportive in the sense that, I mean, you can't force them to leave, mm-hmm. but when hopefully when they leave, yeah. like, cause you hope that they're going to leave, mm-hmm. just be, them for, be there for them. Don't tell them I told you so. Yep. Because life, you just don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you and I are both really fortunate to be with, like, good... Super. Good men. Like, very fortunate. good men. Um. And so, but I, but I have been in not so good relationships. I have too. So it's like, I, I know exactly what I was trying to avoid with him. And mm-hmm. I have, um, thankfully. And, um, I don't know. That's like one thing I would really like to get some people on the podcast who have dealt with like, maybe like non-traditional sort of marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, people like who have divorced and gotten back together. That fascinates me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to talk to a polyamorous marriage. <sighs> Couple, I know that you, I know that you mentioned, um, I find that super fascinating in a very, jo- ugh, good Lord, in a very non-judgmental way. Same. Like That's I, what I, mean. I I'll think totally that hear, I want to hear what you're all about. I am fascinated by people. Like it drives that nuts because I'm always watching these documentaries on people. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, in anywhere from, uh, you know, I watched one on, on polyamory, which I found absolutely fascinating. Yeah, It is, it is not for everybody, right. but it might be right for you. Right. You know? Um, and then, um, there's no wrong or right way to have a relationship, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really like watching animal hoarding stuff. I mean, I don't, but I do Plot because twist. it makes me sad. <laughs> Zach came home one day. He's like, I'm going to run to the store. And I was like, cool. And so he came home and my mom's just sitting on the couch, just staring. And he's like, is she watching one of her animal hoarding shows? I said, I got it on pause. How did you even know? He goes, I knew as soon as I left that that's what you were going to put it on. Those are so sad. They really are. Oh, so, um, that whole snake thing that we mentioned on, that I mentioned on the last podcast, um, it's not called a raid, and now that I'm trying yeah, to it's tell not an you, animal raid. When well, you... <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what the word is, and I can't think of it because I just keep thinking when you it's said a raid. animal raid, I just like imagined all these animals with like trench coats and like handguns, like coming into a oh, house. Oh like... my god! 
What's it called? We have a warrant. Well, so anyways, I looked at some of the, um, the largest snake they had, uh, was 18 feet and not 15 feet like it was previously stated. So. I could do without that. I could too. I'm not afraid of snakes like that, but I could do without, I could go my whole life without meeting this 18 foot snake and be quite okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. So anyways, we were talking about pet peeves, um. Or, well, I guess I wanted, I wanted, so, <laughs> once again, I was reading the good old BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. And they were talking about things that you believed as a child um, that you know now to be ridiculous. And for the longest time, I thought bus drivers lived on the buses. Oh, my God. Yes. And so I thought they kept all of their belongings in, like, the wheel. You know how, like, there's the little boxes on the bus, on the long buses, where the um, where the wheels go? Like yeah. The, yeah. 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 <laughs> I totally thought that was, like, luggage storage. And so um, close to where we lived, one of our bus drivers lived. And when I found out she had a real house, my mind was blown. I was just, what? <laughs> like, what? Where do they put all the buses? Like, why is the bus not in her driveway? Like, I thought it was her personal vehicle. It wasn't, for the record. It, they live I, on buses. I want to be ashamed at how long it took me to realize that, um, you know, bus drivers do not live on their buses. But I mean, I have I have a friend back in North Carolina who's converting a school bus into a home for her think, and her husband and her four children, um, and it's fucking awesome. I like, wanted to do that for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know that I want that much closeness with my family, but uh, that's another one of those like live and let live. Like you do what works mm-hmm. for you. I like my space. I like that we have places to go in the house that we're far enough away from each other yeah. that we can like not hear each other at some point. Um I like that too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a pet peeve like that immediately comes up. I mean, like on the topic we were talking about, I hate people who are close-minded. Mm. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. And like, I find that with a lot of my, I hate, this is kind of, this might cause some problems, but like, um, I'm somewhat religious, like a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but like some of my very religious friends, like have a very firm belief that like, if you even listen to subject matter, that's different than what sort of path you're supposed to be on, then you're like letting it in and it's going to like poison your mind and stuff. And I just think. You know, obviously there's some hard, fast lines, um, like, things that you'll never be able to convince me are okay. Like, yeah. abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, hurting people, um, doing things against people's will, like, yeah. hurt, hurting children. Like, you're never going to convince anybody that's okay because it's, like, inherently wrong. We know yeah. that. But, like, I think that people who are, like, this is how it is and this is how, like, when it comes to politics or mm-hmm. raising children or marriage or um, anything, like, people who are just, like, I think it's wrong because I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. And I just, I, I find that a lot. Like, that's why when I was in college, um, <laughs> haven't finished yet. It's been, like, 11 years. <laughs> three but when I was still, like, re- yeah, three-fourths of a bachelor's degree. Before I had Betty, I was studying political science. And I mm. really, I was a pretty conservative-leaning uh, um, politically mm-hmm. uh and um, I really liked to talk about politics. I liked to learn about them. Um, and now I just like it. I can't. I can't stand how polarized everything is. Yeah. It's like if you don't, if you don't agree with me on this, you are a bad person. If you vote for this person, mm-hmm. you're a bad person. And it's just like what we've become so polarized as a society. And so like yeah, it's a huge pet peeve of me of mine when people are closed off to hearing other opinions. Other yeah 
arguments, other um, ideas on how to live your life. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I have so many friends who are like, I would never, ever formula feed my baby. I mean, that's like the mother argument. <laughs> it makes you roll your eyes so It really fucking, does. God damn it. I hate it so much. But it's just like shit like that. Yeah. Like, why do you care? Yeah, it like, literally is none of your yeah. business. If My... somebody's abusing their child, you step in. If they're feeding their child differently than you do, but the child is being fed, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, I, why yeah. are you even inserting yourself into this? I have I've been super fortunate. So, um, obviously, you know that I had to formula feed. Yeah, you had I, twins. Um, well, I, not only I mean, that, but so um, uh, when you are. At, like when you're pregnant or whatever, the prolactin level in your body raises yes. and, um, that's what produces milk. Right. Um, so that of a postpartum woman or somebody who's pregnant and breastfeeding, the level should be over 100 and mine was at 16. So the fact Jesus. that I was making any milk whatsoever was absolutely yeah. insane. Like this was another thing I wanted to, since we're kind of t- like broaching the, um, the subject of marriage and relationships and hard things, um, so this is going to, I guess this is a real podcast today. Like we're actually talking like, about a subject. We're talking about subjects. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, you know, talking about things that can make or break a relationship. Um, obviously it's no secret to you, but I've had four miscarriages. Mm-hmm. So the twins was my fifth pregnancy that happened naturally. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots and lots of doctor's appointments. So many, but I was just like, I guess because they're turning eight months tomorrow, I've just been really like, holy shit. Like, I, Mm -hmm. if you would have asked me after my first miscarriage, we've been trying for years. Yeah. Like, years. I was trying everything, and the doctors were like, you're fine. And I was reading all these books and taking supplements. And not one person, except for after I had my miscarriage, looked at the root of the problem. Mm -hmm. Which may be a hormone imbalance. Maybe that my thyroid isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I remember taking my, my papers to the nurse to get, <clears throat> sorry, I still have like a little, <laughs> little post-nasal drippage. Um, after, so like I went and I wanted a referral to get to, um, uh, like a, a fertility doctor. Yeah, a specialist. And, yeah, a specialist. And so I brought in my charts, like charting my, all that stuff. All the stuff. All the fun stuff. And the um, nurse practitioner looked at it, and she straight up told me that I wasn't trying hard enough. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Who fucking says that to somebody? A horrible, horrible yeah. healthcare provider. And so, um, shortly after that, I just had given up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till we get back to the States to do this. And then um, I went to the doctors, and then I told her, I was like, I'm gaining all this weight, and I'm working out still, and I'm fucking exhausted mm-hmm. like I can't go up up and down the stairs yeah once or twice without having to feel like I need to take a nap and um she told me that I was overweight and I needed to see and I was like well no shit like I'm trying to lose weight and I'm exercising but the the pounds just keep piling on right something's wrong yeah and um and I was like I'm tired all the time and um so she just did like my baseline thyroid stuff mm-hmm. and uh she said that I needed to see a nutritionist and she wanted me to see a mental health counselor. And I said, mental health is not my problem. There's something physically wrong with my body. Right. And you can feel it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if, if you do have mental health issues, you need to see someone. Right. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't my problem. Um, right. And so then I got pregnant and I cried so hard. Like I bawled. And um, we were excited, of course, but I was just like, there's something bad's going to happen. Something oh. bad. Because you can't tell me that I haven't been trying for four years 
or I've been, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it hasn't happened. Then it all of a sudden it just fucking happens without a hitch. I don't fucking think so. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like a week and a half later. And so I'm actually coming up on the, um, six year anniversary or no, the three year anniversary of my first miscarriage. Wow. Yeah. And so like this, this, well, yeah. So October is when, is when it's it, the, but anyways, it just, it's such a hard thing to go through as a couple. And, you know, especially if you, if you want it and if, if that's something that you want. And so then after that, like my second miscarriage happened and I was like, well, how long is this one going to last? And then the third one happened <laughs> and then the fourth one happened and all within like a year. Um, I started, uh, they, so after my first one, the doctor was like, this shouldn't have happened. So I went and got a bunch of tests done and they put me on some, um, some new medicine, some new thyroid medicine, um, that absolutely changed my life for the better. And then I started getting pregnant and then I started having miscarriages because it turns out it wasn't just my thyroid. It was my pituitary gland. Um, yeah, it was inflamed and not producing enough of the hormones to sustain a pregnancy. Yeah. And then so you were getting pregnant, but you were not remaining pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it just really was just a, a mess. And I started seeing a fertility doctor here. The twins are natural because, you know, go big or go home. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just, uh, it was, it was a hard, it was a hard thing, you know, it was a very trying time. And I feel like when you go to Guam, it either makes or breaks your relationship. It really, because you're just, you are with that person. You don't have any friends. You're isolated. You are super isolated. So everybody there, it just kind of became like a big family. Because to go home, it cost us three grand. Yeah. So it's like, we are not going home this year. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So it just really, like, I don't know. Like, that was a really big... So he... I don't know. Like, that was just a really big... I don't want to say it was an issue in our relationship, but it was hard. It was hard. I was miserable. I mean, yeah, and, and it was so far away from family. It's just all of it compounding. Yeah, basically. So I don't know. I just sorry to bring down the tone a little bit. Nah, it's dude. just really like real, real talk. Yeah, just it's just been like on my mind. Like yeah, I your said, babies the, are turning eight months old. It's huge. I, yeah, I never thought that that would ever like. I just look at them olds. and I'm just like, wow, how did I get so fortunate? Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, Lennon the other day, she was, she, she likes to touch hair now. That's her thing. And so she was touching, Baxley's got that long hair on the Mm -hmm. top and she was touching it and then she grabbed a handful and yanked it. Of course she did. She's so great like that. She can't have a nice moment with her brother. She has to yank his hair. And then she smacked him in the face and he looked at her and started screaming and I was like, there it is. (laughs) You (laughs) ruined it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. We need to do a whole episode on infertility and loss and everything. Oh my gosh, yes. But we need to have um we need to have some other people on here. I think one of my sister-in-laws mm-hmm. um struggled with it and also has twins now. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think it's something that people really need to talk about and like the effect it has on your marriage. It definitely. Yeah. Cuz I mean, I have never had a um I don't know, guys, it's not it's I had an ectopic that you know mm-hmm. about. Um and that was like completely unexpected. I got pregnant despite having an IUD. And it turned out to be ectopic. It had ruptured. It was a big nightmare. And, like, I'd say, like, the eight months after that happened, I was not myself. After you told me about it, mm-hmm. like, you, you told me to text Zach to text Matt because Matt wasn't getting back to you, I cried. I cried oh. so fucking hard. I was just a fucking mess. And, I mean, I was I was pregnant. It hit close like, to home. It, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. I'm tearing up just thinking about it yeah. right now. It was awful. And it was it was <clears> awful <throat> because it was like um, I went from being like, I don't want any more kids to mm-hmm. 
oh my god, I'm pregnant to oh my god, I'm I'm this is uh, this is not a viable pregnancy. Yeah. Like right when I had come to terms with the fact that I was pregnant again and was starting to get excited. Yeah. Um then it happens and it's like the 8 months after that happened, like I was begging Matt to try again. And I hate saying yeah. this, but like thank god he said no. Yeah. Because Somebody's I was not be a voice of reason. Yeah, I was not in the place in a place to Mm-hmm. make that decision i was like all on emotion um and i'm not saying that i'm completely opposed to having another child one day but like there was a reason i was done i had yeah. a lot of mental health issues with my mm-hmm. last pregnancy and postpartum and like it kind of like now that i'm back down to reality but man like the effect it had on our marriage i would say for us it was kind of a it was a mixed bag um he was so sweet through it all that it's like a nice little gentle reminder mm-hmm. that you've like married this wonderful person but then it's also like he had to put up with me being pretty irrational for about eight months about like yeah and so I can only imagine going through that four times like that's just well so this sounds really I do this thing where I disconnect like I straight up so with my and this sounds so awful because it's not that I didn't feel the feel the losses but I mean my pregnancies only lasted like a week and a half two weeks The the first one lasted like seven weeks, I think. Um, and then the other ones were just, they were chemical pregnancies. So everything very, like, very early on. Yeah. Yeah. But because I'd been pregnant so many times, um, I knew what was happening. Um, and so it wasn't until I went to the doctors when I first got here, I, um, had just had another miscarriage and I went in to get into the doctors and I was like, I need to be seen right now. There has to be something you guys can do. I'm pregnant mm-hmm. and I'm, this pregnancy is not going to be sustainable unless I have help. And, um, they were like, there's nothing we can do. Like you have to wait until like you're 13 or six, yeah. six weeks, something like that. And, um, I was just like, all right. So I sat, I, ca- I texted Brooke cause she's a nurse. And I was like, Brooke, like, what am I looking at here? And she's like, you just have to, you know, you have to wait it out. And, yeah, um, cause there's, there's nothing you can do. And so, um, finally I got into the doctors and the doctor was asking me and I was just so, I remember sitting in the room and we were talking about, um, you know, we were talking, he was asking me about my previous pregnancies and, um, he said, I'm so sorry for your losses. And it was at that very moment, losses. it fucking made it real. Yeah. Like I was like, you know what? I have been pregnant this many times. And so, I mean, I was super, um, distant during my pregnancy with the twins because I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And Lennon, God bless her, she is a, I knew she was going to be a troublemaker from the moment she was, <laughs> from the moment we In had the, the anatomy womb. scan yep. and sh- they were like, hey, that your baby's, was, your yep. baby's not moving. And I was like, is her heart beating? They're like, oh yeah, she's sleeping hardcore. And I was she's literally. saving up her energy. <clears throat> she, she, lo- she loves her sleep. So every anatomy or every, like I saw a bunch of different doctors and every ultrasound, they're like, well, she's sleeping. Can you try to get her to move? And so they'd be like, hey, jump up and down, do jumping jacks, sing a song, like shake your belly, drink some juice. <laughs> and she's like, I do not want to be disturbed. Do not. And so, um, after I delivered her, she had to go immediately to the NICU and I didn't see her for the first, like, six hours after I'd given birth and it was heartbreaking. It was so hard. And everyone's like, congratulations, we're pictures of the new babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening with my daughter. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And so, um, uh, so yeah, um, I just, it was so hard for me. I, I just didn't, my pregnancy and after, so after I, they had, 
I had an emergency, or I had an expedited C-section, not an emergency C-section, because I gave, I went into labor at Target. Yes, yes, <laughs> the, you did. In the baby section. Why we need Brooke here, because she picked you up. She did pick me up, <laughs> um, in the baby section, and so, um, yeah, uh, they had lost, like, all their amniotic fluid. There was no amniotic fluid left for them. So we get in there. I mean, I'm just, you know, super, super messy. And, um, but once, once I, they got the babies out, I felt my whole body relax. And I didn't realize, like, how much stress mm-hmm. and tension that I had during my pregnancy until after it was over. And I'm like, I'm no longer pregnant. Get me some fucking food. Get me some food. Get me some food. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It was just a... Like, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just, I'm really sad that this baby thing is going by as fast as it is. But at the same time, I don't know if I'd be willing to do it again. Yeah, there's that saying that the uh, days are long, but the years are short. And mm-hmm. it's like, it, it pretty much sums up parenthood. Like, really there are does. days where you're just like, when is bedtime? Like, I just want to be left alone. I just want to watch my shows. <laughs> I just want to talk to an adult. And yeah. then there, and then like a year goes by, and you're like, oh my god, I miss it. Like, I miss when they were this little. I miss when they yeah. talked like this. And now nah, I feel you. I mean, mine, mine are one's in elementary school now, and the other one starts next year. And I'm just like, it's like once they start kindergarten, like it's all like they're in the wheel like they're not yep. there's never going to be another year unless you homeschool them where they're just like nope. home with you all day homeschool which i'm not are... doing <laughs> i cannot homeschool my children um i i give props to people who can do it um but I, uh, no i did find an interesting article about marriage oh um let's do right? it it's a fat it's a, it's a list and we like lists oh we love lists yeah so it's um it's on kickassfacts.com Ooh. a 25 interesting facts about marriage and divorce and like i'm just gonna pick the ones that i think are interesting because they're not all that interesting um a third of all divorce filings in 2011 in the u.s contain the word facebook not surprising yeah people people being People post all their, their dirty laundry on Facebook. Yeah, don't do that. I don't. I like to share. Oh, what? I know you don't. But, like, in general, yeah. people should not do that. No. Don't do not do that. But also, sometimes I like it because I don't really have any own, like, I mean, maybe I'm just not, I just I just don't have any drama on my own. That's why I love the next door app so much. Like, there's this huge political thing going on right now, and I'm just like, yes. yes. The next door app is a beautiful source of drama. It really is. It's I love like it. Somebody in a neighborhood near mine, like, painted, like, cartoon characters on their garage, and people are fucking pissed and i get like 10 years ago i would have been laughing and being like let it go and now that like i own a home i'm like they need to take it down home values. <laughs> anyway sorry to interrupt you oh, go no, ahead and go ahead fine. and keep doing oh you'll love this one a few hundred years back women in turkey could legally divorce their husbands if he didn't provide them with enough coffee <clears throat> that is absolutely I need to bring this law back uh, bring it to the united states zach makes coffee for me almost every morning okay that's it's, amazing it's his it's that's my love language like make me a he didn't this morning because he didn't want to wake the babies up so sorry to segue again to uh, the, babies. the babies are starting to notice sounds and whatnot so the other the other night Baxley fell asleep and it was super early and I was like I bet you I can wake him up mm-hmm. and my mom's like how are you gonna do that because we were like you know Baxley like talking to him and kind of shaking him not shaking <laughs> shaking him but like trying to wake him up I turned on the coffee grinder and he just immediately sat up and was like what is that so this morning he was going to make coffee but he didn't want to turn the coffee grinder on because we forgot to do it last night so i made my own coffee this morning but anyways go are on. you okay after having to make your own coffee yeah are you okay yeah i'm, I'm yeah. getting better at it so i used to we have an espresso machine too um oh, yes but i don't know like coffee just tastes better when someone else makes it for you 
I think. I believe that, actually. Like, when my sister, because uh, she lives with us, whenever she wakes up earlier than me and mm-hmm. makes the coffee, like, I'm always like, what a luxury. So lovely. Right? It tastes so delicious. <laughs> oh, Anyways, my gosh. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, It says the... Uh, in a study that uh, surveyed older couples married for an average of 39 years, it was found that the wife's happiness is more important than her husband's when it comes to keeping a happy, lasting marriage. Happy wife, happy life. Uh, pfft, uh, there's a reason that's, like, a thing. That's a thing. I mean, everybody should be happy, but also, like, I know that if I'm not happy, people feed off my my crankiness. Like, it just kind of puts everybody else into a cranky mode, so I try to be ha- as happy as possible. Yeah, just be, yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, and I think it's true, like, when I'm not in a bad mood, not in a good mood, I think everybody's in a bad mood. And, like, mm-hmm. when he's in a bad mood, I just tell him to go kick rocks. <laughs> if he told me to go kick rocks, I'd be like, you did what? Ay, ay, ay. Oh, this is a good one. In 2011, a woman in France sued her husband and won $15,000 for not giving her enough sex during their marriage. <gasps> I did hear that. <laughs> That that's pro- that's gonna that is a slippery slope right there. That is yeah. very much. Oh, uh, I could see a lot of like very pissed off people doing that to their. Oh, that's that's weird. I'm trying to look for another one. The longest recorded marriage lasted 91 years and 12 days. Okay, obviously that was a child marriage, and that shouldn't even be considered a marriage. Nope, that was not at abuse. all. Um, let me see what else. Um. It's crazy. I know. There's a lot of weird ones here. Oh! Weird stuff. This is awesome. In ancient Greece, throwing an apple at someone was considered a marriage proposal. You know what? I got a couple apples. I mean, I'm already married, but I got a couple apples with Zach's name on them. And now you have a reason to throw, like, a very valid excuse mm-hmm. for when he's like, the fuck you throwing apples at me for? <laughs> I want to marry you again. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> marry me again. Vow renewal. <laughs> I'm actually down for a vow renewal if it just means we throw apples at each other. Right, like, but then he, he's way more athletic than me, so I'm screwed. We, I wanted, a, I wanted a big wedding when we got back from Guam. Like we just had a small little thing, and then just after the stress of getting that small little thing, which I had to find. I asked for work off, and my boss told me I could only go if I found someone to cover my shifts. I had to find someone to cover my shifts for three days so I could get married. <laughs> what kind of fucking bullshit is that? That's some bullshit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I mean, those were my favorite. Oh, this one's pretty, this one's pretty cool. I mean, I get, well, it's, it's not really a fact about marriage, but it's just, um, a woman won $1.3 million in the lottery, hid it from her husband, and immediately divorced him to avoid giving him half. He found out after the divorce and sued her due to a family code statute that penalizes spouses for falsifying data about their property during divorce. Judge The judge ordered her to give him 100% of <gasps> the winning. No! I feel like that's, ooh, I would say half. Damn, 100? I would say half, too. But she like... did violate the statute. So that was dumb. I mean, it's it's one so million were they, dollars. Even so, half of that is a lot of fucking money. I know. So were they just staying together because they were like not happy and didn't feel like they could find anyone That's better, what I'm or wondering. do you think that money is like I don't know? Like when Zach and I celebrated our first wedding anniversary, we were super broke because we just moved overseas, mm-hmm. and um, he bought me Nomeo and Juliet which we saw on our first date, and then um, we recreated the pizza we had on our first date, and, like, I mean, it was just, it was, it was fantastic, it was a (laughs) kick-ass, yeah, it was great, pizza, Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like, 
money just doesn't, I mean, it's nice to have and it's definitely less stressful when you can pay all your bills and that kind of stuff. But does that, I just couldn't imagine being like a sugar baby. Oh God. Here, no. I, I mean, no judgments. Hey girl, you yeah, do what you, or your boy, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. But also I don't think I would, um, I don't know. Like, I don't think that I could do that. Like, listen to you for money. I like listening to you for free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You don't yeah. have to pay me, Rachel. You, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, awesome, because I have no extra money to give you. The homeownership. just came out. Oh, God, homeownership. I found another list. Yeah, I love lists. This is, I, this is a joke list. Never mind. I'm not going to read that one. <laughs> Two surprising things every wife must know about her husband. Oh, good God. I'm not going to know any of it. When he needs space. What? <laughs> space? What is space? What is space? See another one. When he's really listening, never. I love you, babe, if you're listening. He does not listen to this, so actually that's very... I know when he's listening, and it's not right now. <laughs> Zach will listen because he loves me. I'm not saying that Matt doesn't love you. Our love languages are very exactly. different. It's all about what works for us. You know, did you read that five languages of love? I took the quiz. Does that count? Nope. It sure doesn't. <laughs> Gotta sure read doesn't. the book. I read that book, Shit. and I think that it made me a better person. I'm going to have to read it then and then it, report back. It's so good. Like, it just, I don't know, because it forces you to kind of look... If you're not super self-absorbed, it forces you to kind of, like, look at that the... That shit just rule me out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I know my love maybe language. I'm, maybe I'm talking out my ass and I don't no, know what I'm, I'm really like talking about. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to read it now, honestly. I mean, we took the quizzes and I know that his is physical touch. And um, I think mine was, like, get, being given gifts, which I was like, the fuck? But I mean... I maybe need to take the test again. Um, I think mine is acts of service. Maybe that's like it. if you do something maybe for me, like without me having to ask. I'm I find it take very... that quiz. Yeah, become a better wife and stuff. I think he would be happy if I just remembered to move the laundry through on time. Does anybody remember that? I did yesterday. There are wives who do. I'm just not one of them. Did you see my laundry pile when you first walked into my bedroom? Yeah, girl. It's... Makes you relatable. <laughs> So I, I sent you a picture of mine uh, like a few it's weeks ago, so, so you can't shock me. <laughs> my mom was like, maybe we need to take some time and fold that laundry. And I was nah, like, fam. it'll get folded eventually. Speaking of laundry, we put out a little call to action earlier, like, what do y'all want to hear? And because nobody uh, wanted to respond, except, well, one person did, yep. my friend Natasha, and she wanted to talk about just like clothes and laundry and how much it fucking sucks and uh, how uh, trends and styles make it. Yeah, I'm just like, but the thing that really resonated with me was thank you, Wrinkle Release Spray. Because thank you, Wrinkle Release you Spray. You know what? I don't have any of that. And I forgot that it existed until thank we went on vacation and Sonia had some. And she was she was like, it's almost out. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot that they made this. I need this. It's because thing. all my shit is wrinkly because I never fold it. <laughs> Ever. Like, it's always on, so we moved the coffee, t- we moved our coffee table into our bedroom because babies. Right. And, um. They don't, and, you don't need them to do a bonk. Yeah. Oh, no, there's lots of bonks. Yeah. I mean, they, they <laughs> are On literally everything else. But, um, yeah, so that's my new, um, unfolded laundry vessel. And my mom was just like, we, we really, we really, like, you need to fold this. And I was like, I will get around don't to it. Don't tell me what to do. I'm going to hang shit. That's what I'm going to do. And I cleaned off the back patio. 
And I was like, I'm going to pressure wash the back patio. And I texted Zach. I said. Oh, I need to do that. This reminded me. Yep. Uh, well, do you know where our pressure washer is? Where is it? It's at the gym. That's your pressure washer? Sure is. Right on, man. <laughs> you ain't pressure washing shit. Nope. <laughs> I mean, who, who are you trying to impress? It doesn't matter. There's all sorts of dog prints all over because it's been raining. Our backyard flooded yesterday. Of course it did. Yeah, it was super. I don't know. The rain that we're getting right now is pretty intense, but I guess we should probably mention that our third co-host still hasn't been able to join us for various reasons. One being that um, Hurricane Florence is yeah. like about to run her out of town, and so she's trying to pack her things up. And I just like if you're out in North Carolina or South Carolina or that whole area, just be careful and get the hell out of Dodge if it's a Cat Four. Yeah, because it's just don't, don't fuck around with that. Yeah, and Guam is about ready to if they haven't already gotten hit really hard. Guam's about ready to be hit by a typhoon as well. And that's scary because it's like, where do you go? Nowhere. You don't. You, you bunker down in your house and Jesus. you hope that your walls are strong enough. Oh which all God. the houses are made out of concrete. Okay. Yeah. I think they're like that in Okinawa too. They probably are. Yeah, because of um, typhoon season. Oh man. Yeah. Well, we've been talking for about an hour. Yeah, sorry, we got kind of deep today, we so did get we should deep. probably put like a warning. Like yeah. this talks I'll about. I'll just some... post a lot of ridiculous memes to make up for it. Yeah, and then we'll probably talk about more ridiculous stuff next week. Yes, I have like my entire family on my husband's side coming into town this weekend, so I'll have, you know, lots of stories. <laughs> sure, we're gonna look just ridiculous showing up to his. He's got like a thing for work that we're going to, and oh, it's yeah. like there's like twenty of us going. It's I thought I was at your house. No, that's just the that's the after party. Oh, that's tacos and wine, girl. Well, we'll be there, but I have to figure out how we're gonna finagle this with the the twins. Obviously, we're not taking them because I can't take them anywhere anymore. Your mom lives with you. I know, but I feel and bad. She's awesome. That's true. Buy her some wine. She doesn't drink. Buy her some chocolate. She would like that. There you go. Buy oh. her like a really nice box of chocolate. I'll do that. And then tell her like rent a movie. Man, do you remember when you still had to go to a stores to rent movies? Um, we actually would go to the, like, they had, like, a fake knockoff red box at our gas station by our house. And, um, they took it out. I was like, I went there all the time. I want to say they started putting those in, like, after high school. Because you graduated in 06 or 07? 06. Okay. So you're a year older. Yeah, no, I remember, like, even in high school, still going to Blockbuster. and. I went to Blockbuster when I moved to Florida. I was there all the time because yeah. I didn't have a life. It's really weird seeing the... Or a car. Like, the... <laughs> Movie time! <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I do um, remember, like, in, uh, I think it was Jacksonville, North Carolina, like, where the Blockbuster once was. I think it's, like, I, I don't... I think they may have turned it into something else, but it's very eerie seeing them now. I'm just like, man, that was, like, the place to, like, go get your stuff. And now... They're obsolete, right? Well, that I think there's still one. Yeah, I think there's still one. I saw something about it the other day on I don't remember which website because I literally just do all sorts of stuff all the time. I sound so nasally right now. Yeah, it's not that bad. I don't know. I sound like this. I'm not nasally. <laughs> all right. Well, we should wrap it up because this yes. was this was super. Um, this was a good topic. I mean, I don't know, like. I just needed to talk, like, I'm I'm kind of having, like I said, I'm having a hard time with the fact that the twins are turning eight months old, and I am pretty sure they're probably going to be my last children, because my pregnancy was so miserable mm-hmm. that I don't think I'm going to have any more, nor do I want to put my body through this, the stress of it, because right. it was really, it was really bad. Um, yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah. So, I mean, they're just growing up fast. They and are. Like I, I said, they're having the, like, this is obviously kind of a little bit of a hard t- time of the year for me with all the, yes. the tomfoolery and stuff and things. And so it's just really been weighing on my mind. And I've been wanting to talk about it on the podcast, but obviously it's a, it's kind of a hard subject to talk it about. Is. It um, absolutely is. You know, and not everybody is as open. I was very open with all my infertility struggles with right. everybody just because I'm like, Hey, you know what? If I'm not, if you're wondering why I'm acting this way or why I'm doing the things that I'm doing or um, whatever, like, this is why, like, I'm, yeah. I'm having a hard time in life. No, that's and, good, honestly. I, well, yeah. I think it's good. I mean, nobody has to talk about things if yeah. they don't want to, but, like, I think that if you can open up about it, you're, you're helping other people. Well, and that's exactly it, is, you know, um, I was very aware that other people have had struggles, too, mm-hmm. and it was just a really, it was a really hard time. It's so hard. So hard. I mean, I couldn't hold a baby, after my, after my first miscarriage, I couldn't hold a baby for, like, six months. Yeah. We had, a, a, we had friends that moved to the island. They had a little, little baby girl, and I just couldn't I just right. couldn't bring myself to do it. Probably a huge mix of emotions. It really was. You're like, it, I don't want to hold her. I feel bad that I don't want to hold her. Yeah, it was really, yeah, it was really awful. Um, just not a good, anyways, yeah. I keep, sorry. Do you have a day? It's okay. I it's am okay. having a little bit of a day, I think. Just tomorrow, You man. should have taken me up on the bear claw. I should have. I but. ate. An entire ham and cheese croissant oh, and man, a bear so claw in about a three-mile drive <laughs> to your house. It, yeah. Because I was like, Rachel's dieting. I'm not dieting. I am watching my calorie intake and putting in healthy calories only. Right. So bear claws, generally not on that list. No. Yeah. And I just made my one piece of toast and my two eggs. So, so have I given you eggs lately? Um, No, you haven't. I will bring you some eggs next time I come over. Let's do it. Yeah, because like those, those broads in my backyard. I know. Keep popping them out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank um, you. We like your feedback. Um, send us uh, messages. Um, we do have an email, moodybroadspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media at uh, moodybroadspodcast um, on both Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can now find us on iTunes. Yeah, that's a big Yay! thing that's happened. Um, subscribe. Leave us a review, good or bad. We still appreciate it. Don't write bad shit. I have a very fragile ego. <laughs> I just want your love. I'm just looking for validation. <laughs> we like validation. Please validate us. Anyway, <laughs> if you have something you want us to talk about or someone, uh, if you would like us to interview you because you have something interesting to say or you just like to blab into a microphone, let us know. Yeah, do that. All right. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.